0: Welcome back to another episode of East Side Hockey, where we talk all things East Side Hockey, and it feels good to be back. It's been a long time coming. We're starting here, season two, episode one, and as always, I have the very best co-hosts. We have a Mr. Joe Petrella.
1: Yes, sir. Coming right fresh, hot off a Bruins win against the Oilers. How you doing, man? I'm doing excellent. Glad to be back.
0: Good, good. We're, we're, we're good to be back. Justin, how we doing? Co-host number two, how we doing?
2: I just want to say it's good to see all of you. I missed you, you side hockey fans. It's good to be back.
0: It's well, like I said to Joe, it's good to have you back. And finally, we have my personal favorite mr brett hahn hey
3: yo mad respect mad respect malik um i am happy to be back gentlemen that's opening statement from alan we had not heard in a long time and i'm sure for the fans it is exciting to hear all things east side hockey again as we are going to bring you guys great coverage of the league tonight
0: oh absolutely first before we go any further I want to shout out Han Slam for a fantastic radio show tonight. Oh thank you. Thank Congratulations, you. Congratulations, man. Good job. Oh, thank you. oh yeah.
3: For the East Side Hockey viewers, I am part of WRSU Rutgers Radio. And there was a crazy game tonight between Rutgers men's basketball and the Purdue Boilermakers. And the Purdue is number one seed in the country. Got knocked off by an insane. Buzzer beater just beyond half court by Ron Harper Jr. We were going crazy at Rutgers tonight. He said, "Hockey fans, we
2: have a legit radio guy now, so we're legit." (laughs) (laughs) Know that we're all legit. We we were
0: we were never legit before we
2: got Han. Nope, on radio,
0: and but now we we still had
2: Han, but he wasn't on radio yet, so not legit.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
2: (laughs) All right. Well
0: it's good to have everybody back i'm excited for season two i know you guys are it's been a long time coming we've kind of teased some shit on the instagram here and there but you Uh know things got away from us we personally felt like uh the shortened season and like as joe likes to put it the mickey mouse divisions Uh we didn't that wasn't really too um too spot on for us and we decided to you know we wanted to give the the listeners some good content. And now that we have some quality content, like we're ready to go. We have we have a great episode for you guys tonight. And starting off, we're gonna do a classic NHL power rankings that we put together. Or as Whoa. I should say.
2: What as is I that, should say,
0: What's a power ranking? A power ranking? Well, thank you for asking, Justin. You're the welcome. perfect the perfect person I think that can answer what a power ranking is is Han and I'm going to let Han take it from here because he's going to have a better explanation than I will. So Han, give us, give us what a power ranking is for those that don't know at home.
3: All right, gentlemen and ladies, listening at home and abroad, power rankings for your NHL season go off a few factors. They go off of team record, previous week's schedule. Slash results. And in some cases, it also goes by rankings in the league in key statistical categories, such as goals scored, goals allowed, penalty kill percentage, and power play percentage, which is what each team tonight is weighed against as we make our way through the rankings here tonight first team on the nhl power rankings are the florida panthers florida this season has been electric at scoring the the puck 95 goals scored is the most in the league with a decent decent defense at that too being ranked 12 in the league with only 69 goals allowed and the power play percentage, eh, I mean, it could be better here. It, it, it is 18.2%. It's good for 19th in the league, but, I mean, that's nothing to write home about. Nope. And then their penalt- the pe- penalty kill, with a solid 81.8%, good for the top half of the league here. And, gentlemen, I want to get your guys' thought on Florida overall throughout the season. The, the stats speak for themselves in goal score, but I feel like the rest of it is kind of missing at times. I want to see what you guys think. I just
2: want to say it's quite the jump from how they looked against Tampa there. Uh, <laughs> they lost to them. And then all of a sudden they're doing great. And a uh, little, little surprised, but also at the same time, my man Johnny Huberdo, we all know he's a beast. My man's racking up the points this season. And Aaron Eckblad, guys in contention as Norris Trophy candidate, along with Adam Fox again this season, in my opinion. But we'll get into that later. <clears throat> Obviously, the Bob, he's doing well. And for those of you who don't know, that is Sergey Bobrovsky, their goaltender. It's looking lovely. That 920 save percentage and 241 goals against average. So if you want someone stopping to buck,
3: he's not a bad choice. <laughs> Wise words from Ray. <laughs> Joe, Joe and Allen, you got any thoughts on Florida? Do you think they're appropriately ranked based off of their prior week's results slash league standing?
1: Um, well, I person I mean I would say yes and no. And the reason is, is because I feel like other than maybe number three, which we'll, we'll get to my gripes with number three on our list when we get to number three, um, but arguably anybody I'd say in the top, like four, um, you know, could, you could make the argument that they should be number one um, for this week. Because they've all just been great, frankly. Um, so, I mean, in, in that sense, yeah. Like, I, I definitely think the Panthers deserve number one. Alan.
0: Um. Uh, well, I kind of um. I got. I kind of agree with what uh, Joe was saying because, um, yes, yes, and no. I think they do belong in that spot, and I also think that they don't just because. They bl- Well, I'm going to start with yes, because they were not that good for a good amount of time, I can remember, like maybe for four or five or six years. And then all of a sudden, they, they got Aaron Ekblad, they got Huberdeau, Barkov, Broski joined the team. They have Anthony Duclair on the injured list, but he was a solid pickup from Ottawa that's been doing well for him. So like it's good to see that they're doing well, and I think that they've definitely earned that top spot. But, you know, like you said before, they're 19, being 19th in power play percentage, that ain't something to write home about. And same thing with your penalty kill percentage. Granted, it is at an 81, but if it's at an 81% and you're only 14, then you, I think maybe if you work on that power play percentage and your, and your penalty kill, you Florida could be pretty deadly come late season and probably like pretty damn good in the first round of the playoffs.
3: Agreed, agreed. And the Florida Panthers get their number one standing from a week in which they lost a couple games, dropping a 4-1 game to the Seattle Kraken, who we will be discussing in length later on in the episode, and the St. Louis Blues in an overtime thriller by a single goal. But other than that, they had a seven-goal game against the Sabres, A 4-3 to victory against the Blues again, that Saturday, December 4th game, and a five-goal showing against the Washington Capitals, who are also pretty high on this power ranking list, and we will get to them very shortly as well. So overall, they had a pretty good week. Uh, Moving on to number two, we have the Toronto Maple Leafs. Last week, their ranking was fourth, so they've jumped up two spots. I think, they're, I, I think they're a pretty well-balanced team here. I mean, they're, they're top 10 in goals scored, 85. Top 10 in goals against, only allowing 65. Their power play has been really efficient this year, 27.3%, which is yep. good for third in the league. And their penal, the penalty kill, the penalty kill is all right. You know, 17th with only 81.6%. But they're getting solid contributions all around here. I mean, Austin Matthews is a a star player. William Nylander's been incredible for him. John Tavares rounds out that big three. And this Jack Campbell goaltender, man, only allowing 1.9 goals against average, man. That is craziness. He's been efficient. He's been part of that elite Maple Leafs defense here. And I want to get your guys' thought on the Maple Leafs as a team. And do you think their ranking in this NHL power rankings is appropriate?
2: Well, let me also say, I don't know if we – I think we might have forgot to mention, Florida was ranked second last week when they jumped up to first. I don't know if we said that, but just in case we forgot that. And onto Toronto – <clears throat> yeah, they are again, I mean, through the regular season they look great. I don't think anybody denies that they they have been consistently doing well in the regular season. But when they get to the playoffs, it goes off the rails and that's really the question that we all want to see answered come April. So obviously they look good as they do, Matthews, he's putting up points. But, again, they need to get past that first-round hump. That's going to be the biggest thing for them this year.
3: Agreed. Agreed. Joe Joe, and Alan, man. what you guys got – I want to hear your in-depth expert analysis on these topics. Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, I I agree completely. It it really – I mean, the Leafs have looked great every – year that at least i've been watching i know that hasn't been insanely long but either way like they have been great but they've always they they're known for getting knocked out of the playoffs in the first round that's their thing um and as an un completely unbiased bruins fan uh i think they deserve at a 32nd in the power rankings uh i think that that I'd be much more comfortable because, I mean, sure, the performance is great, but you know it's not going to lead them anywhere. So that's 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 just my unbiased opinion. I love Keep it.
3: in mind, Mr. Patrullo, this is a regular season power ranking. This is not a playoff projection. Yes. Yes.
1: I, no, I know. I completely understand. Regular teams, they are
3: good. You have to admit.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, man, they may be a regular season team, but they have – a lot of things I mean, going their way right ranking. now, and they're playing some, some good hockey. We
2: put them at 16th. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. Mr. Melick, Mr. the host. The host. Let me hear, let me, let me hear who you got. The host of the most. You know,
0: Toronto has an incredibly impressive lineup and i think they're i think they're well coached i think they're well disciplined you know they they seem to play some strong defense with um with especially in front of uh, jack campbell he doesn't see too many shots but he's got a pretty good save percentage um one thing that is something to point out is that their power play percentage is pretty top notch right now they're third in they're third in their power play percentage going 27.3% and they, they conti- I feel like they continue to impress a lot of people, um, but like Justin said, that first round hump is going to be, a, it's kind of
2: a backbreaker for them,
0: but I think just it's based the whole, off focus. Of
2: having- it's the whole yeah. focus. Like They know they can get to the playoffs. They know they have that down. They know that that core team can do that, but when they get there, that's really what they're anticipating. Everything else is lining up, but Will it translate? And obviously, you always have to worry about the injury bug, but just not to think about it too much and hope for the best.
0: Yeah, they. I feel like they. I feel like they definitely earned a spot, like pretty high on this list. Like in 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 some conversation, and some could argue that they can compete with Florida for number one. But I think that sitting at a two for them is is pretty decent for them. It's pretty good.
2: All they need to do is get into that first round and prove people wrong. That's what will really bring these guys to the next level, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Well, definitely.
3: Anyway, we got to move on here to Calgary. Well, courtesy of, uh, courtesy of uh, our lovely co-host, Justin, here, Calgary is the number three team. They were ranked six last week, so they jumped up three spots. Calgary... And you boys can chime in and tell me I'm wrong or tell me I'm right, but they are built on the back of their defense here. They are one of the better defensive teams in the NHL, only allowing 56 goals That's the second lowest mark. However, despite having an elite defensive presence, they have been equally as efficient on offense scoring 82 total goals and fielding a top 10 power play with 23.9%. And going back to that defense too, on top of not allowing any goals, their penalty kill is the fifth best mark with an 84.8% clip. So Calgary right now, man, they got, they got everything you want on a hockey team. They're gritty on the defensive end. They're making the most of their opportunities on the opposite side of the puck. And they're coming away with a lot of victories because of it on the back of three star players here. Who's I'm not going to lie to you whose names I'm not even going to try to pronounce. And, <laughs> and J- Jigga Markstrom, the, the goaltender with again, with a 1.83 goals against average, which is unbelievable for a goaltender. So, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, we're, we're not going to redeem or redeem. We're not going to revive Hans hockey names here. I'll admit, I struggle with foreign people's names sometimes. I apologize, especially in hockey, especially in hockey.
2: But yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't think there's, you know, <laughs> obviously, I think the stats speak for themselves here. There's not too much to analyze. We see it right here on paper. top. 10 in all categories in scoring and defensive categories, the most important categories. And it just shows, like Han said, how great they are defensively, but equally how better they are offensively. Although their defense by the stats is technically better than their offense. It's all rated top 10. So you can't knock them for that. And, yeah, this is an elite team here. This is a scary team. Beat the Rangers twice. Oh, no. <clears throat> oh, no.
3: They haven't lost many games. No, they haven't. They're just, they're just getting things done on both sides, and they're coming out with victories because of it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately, they haven't been coming out with victories recently, so it boggles my mind that the Flames are even at number three. I think Minnesota Wild should be at number three. But let me just talk about the Flames real quick. The last two games they played on nights that the Wild also played, Flames lost to the Sharks 5-3. Wild beat the Oilers,
3: Oilers. Oilers?
1: <laughs> uh, 4-1. Okay. Um... And then Flames lost la- the game before that. Flames lost to the Golden Knights. So why, if if there's just more, George, you also have to look at there, no no no. But if there's more losses than wins leading into this power ranking, I don't understand why they're at number three when Minnesota Wild, leading up to this power ranking, has won more game more games. It's not yeah. just about that, though. It's about the stats we have here as well, and the Flames. But the power rankings lost are a couple to recently. Be, like active, no, like, like it's they're like both they're the top. They're, let's forget
2: this. The 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 fans at home don't know this yet, but the Wild and the Flames are both top seven teams on this list. By no means are these low-ranked teams, regardless. Yeah. yeah. But maybe Joe yeah. has a point,
1: but you at home can decide. Am I right, that, or is Joe right? That's all I'm saying. I I I think the Flames are definitely a great team. Like nothing against them, you know. Their stats do speak for themselves. Their um their goals against, their second in goals against. Like that's that's kind of insane. Um, but at the same time, they. In terms of this week's power ranking, I feel Minnesota deserves the number three spot much more than the Flames do. Wow. Um, hey, you at home can
2: decide. Yeah. Let us know on Instagram. Yeah. Woo! Anyway, though, we got – oh, Malik, What you got anything to say about the Flames before we move on to number four?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do got something to say about these Flames. All right, and what you got to say? Something that has always stuck with me throughout my time of, like, just listening to anything Calgary Flames, uh, re- like, anything regarding the Calgary Flames, I always remembered something that came up regarding Goudreau a few years ago, where he was in a pretty bad slump throughout, like, two seasons, I think, and he wasn't performing uh, really to, like, the standards that Calgary had for him, and I know he wanted out, but... Now that it looks like they're kind of gelling because Goudreau's performing well, you have Lindholm that's not too far behind him, Kachuk's not even that far behind Lindholm. Like, you have a pretty solid core group of guys here that have played with each other for the last couple of seasons. And I think over those past couple of seasons, they've gotten a lot better with each other. And I think, like, they've – I think – this is going to be a pretty interesting team to watch late in the season when things start to get tight because I think in their division, it's going to be a tight race towards the top.
2: Damn right. Well, they're looking good and we'll see how they do in the rest of the season. On to number four.
3: Hondam with with, with... with number four. Number four is the hockey equivalent of the Los Angeles Clippers of the early 2010s. If we're talking about any team, you know, Joe wanted to allude to a team that was only good in the regular season. They don't do shit in the playoffs. That's the Capitals in a a heartbeat. Yes. They have a Stanley cup, but damn, they're painful to watch anyway. Um, Going off of that topic, Washington Capitals committed in at number four, moving up one spot or moving down one spot, being ranked three the previous week. They are, no surprise, one of the top goal-scoring teams in the NHL. When you field Alex Ovechkin on your first line, there is no doubt that they are going to be a dominant offensive force. He does have already have 41 points, and the season is very young. However, their defense this year has been improved. They have allowed 64 total goals, which is the seventh best mark. Not really good on the power play, though, gentlemen. They're one of the lower marks, actually, the bottom 10, 17.6%. And the penalty kill is in the top 12. But the power play percentage is really lacking here. And honestly, even the, even the, even the goalie, 242 which is good. It's a good mark. But I haven't seen a lot of sub twos here, man, so far. So makes you wonder. makes you wonder if their defenders are really stepping up and helping, helping out the, the goalie here a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Han. Um, you know, if you kind of, like, if you really look at the, um, like, the team stats overall, like, you can look at roster stats, if you really look through the def- the defensemen, they're not. They haven't really been performing to like really the top notch of their capabilities that they have been in the past. Um, but it's pretty damn clear that no matter how like lazy their defense can be at times, their offense is just still carried in in Ovechkin in itself. Like, man's got forty one points on the season. And the next guy below him is Kuznetsov with 26. Like he's he's getting older, but he plays like he's getting younger. Like it, this is this team is just he boggles my mind just as a player, and he's he's so much fun to watch. He knows how to score. He gets creative with it, and there's a reason why Washington is sitting around this three and four spot, and that's just because of defensively. If they had a defense like a, a higher defense on this team. Then I think like a better defense on this team. I think that this Washington Capitals team could potentially look at another cup within the next two,
3: two or three seasons. I completely agree. I completely agree. All We're right. gonna move on to the next team. We're gonna give it to Mr. Joe Petrella, and he's gonna give us some insight onto the number five team. Joe, take it away.
1: Number five, dropping down from previous rank at actually number one, is the Carolina Hurricanes. They're 12th in goals scored and actually first in goals against, which you know our, I said second is insane. That is, um, is pretty good. They're 12th in the power play percentage. But the reason why they dropped down is because recently they've been losing to a lot of teams that they shouldn't have been losing to. You know, uh, their third game, their their third most recent game, they lost to the Capitals. So that you know, that one's a bit of a toss up. But then after that, they lose. They kind of get smoked by the Stars and uh, the Senators as well. Of all teams, um, you know, so that's obviously not what you want to be seeing. Um, so you know that that is uh that's why the Carolina Hurricanes this week have dropped down from one to five. Um, even against their you know their high stats yeah yeah Carolina
2: they've been looking really good throughout the season so far I've been watching them along with Washington very closely in those top three spots in the Metropolitan and I was just wondering like when are they going to lose some games here (laughs) give us a bit of an opening and as you mentioned they've dropped a few so i'm a rangers fan we definitely like to we definitely like to see that and and speaking of the rangers they come in next at number six our boys and the boys over here in new york i think it's only right if alan and i take on this one and oh,
0: absolutely
2: the boys in new york I mean, they're not looking overly fantastic in goals scored. They only got 73. They're ranked 16th at the moment. But their goals against and their power play and even the penalty kill percentage, all top 10, which we like to see that. Fifth in goals against with 59. Seventh in the power play percentage with 24.3% and 10th in the PK, 83.3%. We love to see it. Now, Malik, who are the big boys of our team? Who do we like to watch here? Who are we going to be, continue to watch out for for the rest of the season?
0: I definitely think that we need to watch Adam Fox. He Fox. Has done, he's done so well in last – he did so well last season, and he's doing fantastic this season with 27 points. And let's not forget that he is still a pretty strong defensive presence when when he's there. Absolutely. uh, When he's on the ice. Uh, Somebody else, uh, Chris Kreider. I think he's living up to his contract this season. He's back, baby. Chris Kreider, this is the Chris Kreider we saw, like, in 2012, 2014 time. A little bit after that, he kind of dipped, but now he's back.
2: Right, man. The boy, the man has been scoring at will oh, yeah. all season. Had a couple of games recently where he hasn't popped a goal, and he almost had the uh, what you call it, the uh, the lacrosse move goal, the Michigan goal against Boston. I thought he had it. I had a moment where I was like, "Oh my god, this is fantastic!" And then we realized it was off the crossbar and off his shoulder. So we were like, "Well." That was kind of sad, but nevertheless, he is still looking good, and oh oh yeah, he is obviously we have the breadman, we do have the bread man mans he's
0: like he had a little bit of a um a little bit of a hot temper with a mr brad blad uh, <laughs> yeah, <I've laughs> a little it. bit of a Brad Marshand incident and uh throwing the glove, but you know tempers boil it happens sometimes trash childish, talk goes but, a little
2: far but you know it didn't sound like it was anything too horrible so it was just a little bit um it was a little bit borderline so he threw his glove yeah at, at his chest which has a chest protector so but yeah overall <laughs>
0: looking good they're doing
2: well yeah obviously igor he just went down with the injury igor shesterkin our main man uh but he's looking pretty solid so far this season with that 937 save percentage and that 205 goals against. I mean, it sucks to see him go down, but Georgiev, he's gone in there and he's won two games so far. Has it been three games already? Well, t- technically two and a half, I guess. Or no, yeah. and he lost. he lost one recently against Colorado. That's right. I forgot about that one. I try to forget. So. But otherwise, not too bad. On,
0: want to take us to number seven?
3: Yeah, the the next ranking is pretty wild to me, if you ask. Oh. And, wow, team happens to be the Minnesota Wild. Oh! Totally, Whoa. totally didn't plan that one out. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, the Minnesota Wild, they're one of two teams to maintain their previous week's ranking. They are... The definition of an offensive powerhouse scoring the second most goals right now, 93. However, the rest of it, I feel like, you know, 16 goals against, 71 goals allowed, power play percentage isn't really there. It's, like, bottom five, 14.8%. And the penalty kills like, average, like 81.8, which is only slightly better than some of these teams that are above us on the list here. So – the question I have to ask isn't necessarily like, oh damn, do they deserve to the be here? It's do you guys think this pace of them scoring goals can keep up and will continue to lead to wins for this club?
1: Um honestly, I I think it will, you know. Uh minnesota's been doing great for themselves they're number seven in the standings right now as i said earlier i think they should be number three in these power rankings given that the previous three games that they played they won against the teams that they played whereas the flames lost said games um but you know we're gonna leave that in the past um It's previous ranking was number seven as well. Um, So I guess it didn't move having won those three games. Um, I I don't know,
3: man. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Moving on to number eight. Moving on to number eight. Tampa Bay Lightning is the other team on this list to maintain their previous ranking of eight. They are a solid all around squad. Hey, they're eighth with, in gold scored and eighth. They are kill. I know the, and the number Coast has 82 goals, 83.8 percent. Whoa, is 28 goal. points! Whoa, this is, whoa. This is crazy. a lot of eights. Lucky eight balls with this team. If you take their two Stanley
2: Cups and multiply them by four, that's eight. Whoa, there's
3: <laughs> so, a lot of eights. It's meant to be that's divided okay. by four because you know
1: the mickey mouse divisions oof so you think they should get 0.5 stanley cups exactly now
2: 0.25 stanley cups for each win damn tampa fans you heard it from your divisional rival the boston bruins
3: totally uh, unbiased Bruins fan by the way (laughs) but anyway um
2: (laughs) like we said man like Three of, their, three of their top four statistical categories, their top 10, other than their power play percentage, which is only 19.2% at the moment, but they still have those offensive scorers, and we may see a, a jump in that power play percentage as the season goes on. And obviously Vasilevsky, a, another solid season. So far, 927 save percentage and a 212 GAA. So that ain't too Mi- shabby.
3: Mr. Consistent in the goal.
2: Yeah. You
3: can't Been hate amazing it. Amazing for it's years.
2: It's not too bad. But uh, yeah, Tampa, keep it up with the eights. And we'll see. Maybe by next week, they will be higher. Ooh. But anyway, we have Edmonton, the oil country, at number nine. Now, these guys just took an L against Boston tonight. What was the score, Joe? Was it 3-2 or 4-2?
1: 3-2, baby.
2: It was 3-2. Okay, so they didn't end up popping the empty net, but it don't matter if you get the regulation dub. That's right. However, there is a stat that jumps out here and it's their power play, which is 32%. Oh my lord. That is a fantastic win for Boston tonight, I tell you what, because I saw it. I didn't watch the game, but I was on the NHL app a few times and I saw they were on the penalty kill a few times against these guys. So
1: yep. they managed to keep them the only two goals. Were they both power play goals? I'm pretty sure they Probably were. At least that. one of them was, I know for sure. But they yeah. might have been both power play goals.
2: there, but they were able to hold them off five on five then. So there you go. That's how you, you got to win. You just got to limit their chances on the power plays and hope for the best. And it worked out for you guys tonight. Um. And my God, Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, though, 43 points each, and I'm pretty sure that's going to update because Dreisaitl had two goals in the game, and presumably McDavid may have had an assist or two on those goals, but I don't know that for sure at the moment. Again, those guys are easily the best regular season duo in the NHL, in my opinion. Uh, They put up crazy numbers every season, but similar to uh, Toronto in the sense that they would like to go deeper in the playoffs. They've gotten past the first round. It's not like they're on a first round streak like the Toronto is, but from my memory, they haven't been to the conference finals anytime recently. So they would definitely like to get into those deep spots in the playoffs and give themselves a chance to win with while these guys are still on the team. Cause contracts won't last forever so yeah
3: indeed indeed and we're gonna go into number 10 here with the colorado avalanche you never want to climb a mountain with these guys because you never know what will (laughs) happen they are the definition so far i i I know I've been saying a lot of teams have been, like, really good on offense and really terrible on defense. I think Colorado Avalanche takes on the title of, like, if they didn't have a good offense, they'd be trash. Because these defensive numbers are terrible. This is is awful, man. 76 goals allowed, 75.8 penalty kill percentage, which is atrocious. They do have the third most goals scored, though, at 91. And their power play is top 10, the 24.1% clip. And like yeah. the the defense is just atrocious. Like the, the, goal, the goaltending isn't great. Um, and just I don't, like, I don't know. I, I don't know boys. Like, do, am I missing something with their defense here or has it been that, that atrocious to start the year?
0: No yeah they they haven't their defense really hasn't been that good um and Colorado has been a team that's kind of had some injuries plaguing their players recently uh most recently Nathan McKinnon was perfectly fine for uh a good amount of games and I think he got hurt and then um and then he came back and then Jacob Truba last time the I think it was the game was last night the Rangers played uh, Colorado Truba laid a pretty massive clean hit on uh, McKinnon and he went back to the dressing room for his head cuz he hit his head pretty hard so I think they're de- I think that's a very good like statement to say Han and I kind of agree with you cuz their goalie ain't too looking too hot but they are third in goal scored, so it's not like their offense isn't producing. So their offense is kind of keeping them in here. I feel like with a better defense, they'd be probably a much better team, but they don't really have those defensive key points that they need.
3: Indeed. Indeed. Now we're going to go into number 11, keep things moving here. And we got, the, we got a team, you know, we got the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. They're, uh, they're looking solid they have they, they have a pretty uh pretty low mark here at 75 goals allowed but i feel like that is misleading their penalty kill has been elite top 5 85.9% power play percentage on offense has been top 5 as well with 26.7 elite top 5 in goals scored as well with 88 one of my favorite numbers and that is also elite now the goaltending is a little bit, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little Gee. bit lackluster here. I mean, 2.7 goals allowed, only 91 save percentage is not really a number you're looking for out of a franchise centerpiece goalie. And the thing I like about Anaheim from what I'm gathering so far this season is that it's a good all-around team effort on offense, and that's something that's something you like to see in hockey, and having that depth and versatility will go a long way later on in the season, if injuries hit, if you're looking to make a run in the playoffs, if you need somebody to step up or multiple people to step up, need that shoulder up. a load
2: need that depth
3: depth is important in any sport and in hockey with all the line shifts and emphasis on keeping a consistent pace guys got to step up and hit the shots when it matters. And Anaheim has got a lot of solid contributors going into this first quarter of the season here. There you go. Everybody likes when the goals go
2: in, but anyway, (laughs) now we got Dallas at number 12. Now these guys made a nice little jump. Previous week's ranking was 19th, and so they jumping up to 12. My lucky number. Always nice to see. Uh, Let's see what we got here. They got – ooh, they're not looking too hot in those goals scored there. 63 on the season. They're very close in differential because although they've been doing a good job keeping the puck out of the net with 58 – haven't been doing as good of a job putting the puck in the net with 63 so if you're a Dallas fan you'd like to see that the difference go up in a positive way Um, and one way you can do that is by praying that the refs give you more power plays more power plays you get higher chance they score because look at that percentage 26.2 they're doing it Oh, my God. Um, But the penalty kills kind of, nah, at 19th. Although they're not below the 20% mark, so you know what? Not too bad. Not too bad. But, Joe, I want to hear from you. I want to hear about this goalie, Jake Oettinger.
1: Oh, Jake Oettinger um, has... Right now, and and probably is one of the biggest reasons why the Dallas stars are even top even on this power rankings list, uh, a .951 save percentage. That's Ooh, That's pretty hot. That's what pretty about hot.
2: that What about that uh, that 141 one goals against average though? Ooh. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Can we get Jake Oettinger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is definitely he is I, i'm pretty sure he's ranked he, he's ranked highest on this list in terms of his stats i mean he's yeah, good he's, yeah, he's he is easily he he's easily the highest on this list in terms of save percentage and goals against compared to every other goaltender on this list so props to jaco wettinger for if that's how you say his name, I don't even know.
1: Nice. I'm, pulling,
2: I'm pulling the hockey names with Han here, but I hope that is.
3: <laughs> don't pull a hockey name with Han, man. Oh <laughs> no, it's
2: no. a bad <laughs> But either way, great season from him, and uh, man, gotta admire it. He's a, he's relatively young too. I think. I think he's in his mid twenties. So we like to see that as a Dallas. <laughs> I Whoa. think we know who should take the lead on this next on this next team here
1: on this list. Yeah, number thirteen rising up from number sixteen, technically also rising up from number fourteen about like an hour ago, off of the victory over the Oilers. Is agreed
2: uh, before this started that if they won, we'd bump them up because
1: that is a big win. To be fair, big win. Um.
2: When things are, when it's close to 500, you need big wins like that. That sparks the team and gets you further away from that. Those reg that regulation loss column. So you definitely want to. Definitely want to see that as a Boston fan. I'm sure that's nice.
1: Yeah. Having said that, um, does definitely look strange seeing Boston outside of the top 10. Um, but it makes sense. Why they're 28th in goals scored, uh, the loss of David Krejci was a uh, huge. Uh, and because of it, you know, as you can see by the we're 28th and goals scored, we do not have scoring depth really. Um, on top of that, Pasternak has not been doing good this season so far. And, you know, that's not helping either. He's been a pretty big goal scorer for us in the, in previous seasons. Um, second in goals against, uh, 56 goals allowed. On top of that, <laughs> Rask, Rask ain't here. I mean, he's coming back, hopefully. Lord, pray. I'm wearing his jersey right now. But uh, yeah, he's not here. Jeremy Swayman's all right. You know, he's at a 0.922 save percentage, which is not bad, all things considered. Um, But, you know, Lin- Linus Allmark, I mean he's not terrible. He did great tonight. Uh but he's like not good really. Um so yeah, um but I mean still they're they're getting wins uh generally consistently enough um brad, brad moshand uh is looking at 24 points right now leading the team in i'm pretty sure goals assists and points right now uh poster 20 points which is kind of again like it's still light work for him a lot of bruins fans are very disappointed with him um and patrice bergeron is you know 19 points can't ask for much more out of him. um He's a great captain. It is. I
0: would, I will have to agree with you though. When you say like when you're 28th and goal scored, like in uh, your scoring depth, the top three point scores on like that we have here that you mentioned is, in, is the entire first line. So yeah. I, that is just something I want. I just noticed here when you were talking about like uh, scoring depth and things like that. And to be honest, speaking of scoring depth, we have at number 14, the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're 15th in goals scored with 74. They're 7th in goals against with 64 goals allowed. Um, Their power play percentage, not looking too good, 15.3. They're first in the penalty kill, though, with a whopping 91.9%. That's pretty damn good. You have Jake Kensel leading the way, 27 points. Evan Rodriguez, 18 points. Chris Letang, 17 points. It's funny we don't see Crosby or Malkin on there. Well, Malkin's hurt, and that's kind of hurting their team, too. That's why they're kind of sitting perfect right here. This is, like, a pretty good spot, I think, for him. Uh, And then you have Crosby, who's just not been too hot this year. He's kind of been disappointing, uh, in all honesty. But – their goalie, Tristan Yari, with a .934 save percentage and a 1.92 goals against average. He's playing pretty damn well. He's playing – he's keeping them in the games, but it's clear that they're teetering without their weavers. Khan, what do you think about this here?
3: Yeah, you know, Pittsburgh, man, I don't know. They're, they're that team that, like, you, you look at and you say, oh, wow, Sidney Crosby. they they have to be really, really good. And that's just not the case. I mean, look, like, the penalty kill is first. Got to give them their kudos there. But everything else is kind of just, like, kind of just there, in my opinion. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know what's attributing to Sidney Crosby's struggles this year. Is age finally catching up to him? Is his injury history finally catching up to him?
2: The many concussions, I was going to say, yeah.
3: Is his his inevitable decline starting? Because father time is undefeated. It doesn't matter what sport you're in. It's always going to creep up on you. And can the Penguins overcome this, this middle of the pack start? I don't know. They're not looking like they're not looking like the powerhouse they usually are. But it's not surpri- it's not surprising. The team's getting old now. So. It's
2: weird to see Crosby not on the top 3 list, but you know, shit should happen sometimes. What can you do? But exactly. Speaking of which, Ooh, the Vegas Golden Knights dropping from their previous rank of 13 to 15. Not great. And their all-around stats aren't looking fantastic either. I mean, it's not the worst, but it's not exactly the best either this year. Their only top 10 category in the top four we've been mentioning tonight is their penalty kill, which is at 83.8%. They're ranked eighth in there, but the rest of the stats, they're, you know, 11th in goals scored with 80, uh, 18th in goals against 73. And they have one of the worst power plays in the league, ranked 27th on the power play with just a mere 14.3%. That is bad.
3: That's stinky.
2: They need to revamp that power play if they want to increase their goals scored stat. Although 11th in that stat is not the worst. Their five on five play evidently has been solid. Um, now Han, I know you somewhat represent this team or used to, I don't, can they, can the Eastside hockey fans understand what your affiliation is to the Vegas golden Knights, if any. Oh, uh.
3: I'm going to be honest with you guys, man. And I'll be honest with the fans, too. I enjoy sports. They bring communities together. Okay? They're fun to watch around the table with snacks. And hockey is one of those sports for, for me. I was into the Vegas Golden Knights a couple of years ago because I'm a big fan of expansion drafts. I never got to see one in my life. It was the first time ever getting to see one and being able to remember it. So I watched the draft, and I was curious to see what they do. They made the Stanley Cup, and it was a fun one-year rooting for a hockey team, and then from there on out, I do not root for a team anymore. So what
2: you're saying is when a team is worthy of going to the Stanley Cup finals, you'll watch that, but as soon as they get not as good, you're off that hype.
3: You're no, right. no. <laughs> I'm saying that I watch hockey Boom. games based off of who's on TV. I'm a fan of the expansion draft concept, and I want to see where they want yeah. based off of the draft. Nah,
2: yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It was definitely an interesting year to watch for sure. They haven't been nearly as interesting in these following seasons, although they haven't been horrible either compared to their – new brothers the seattle kraken which we'll we'll get into later but
3: absolutely and gentlemen the last team on this list number 16 winnipeg jets last week they were ranked 11 and they're about as middle of the pack as you can get here minus the penalty kill in which they are last or second to last second to last with 66.2 percent which is atrocious Middle of the pack in goals scored, seventy-five. Middle of the pack in goals allowed, seven. And middle of the pack in power play percentage with a twenty-point-three percent. This this Winnipeg Jets team just, you know, they're not they're not terrible. They obviously have a place in top sixteen for a reason, but. They're not gonna wow you either, blow you away. Um, they got three main guys: Kyle, Kyle Connor with 27 points, Pierre Luke Dubois with 23, and Andrew Cops Cop Kopp and the Op with 20. <laughs> and and the goalie here, whose name I'm not even gonna try. Connor, you're a hell of a guy, but your your save percentage and your goals allowed are not helping your team out at all.
2: Connor Hellebuck.
3: <laughs> yes. Yes, that guy. You're not helping your team, Connor. You needs to improve. Yeah, I
2: and mean, that, the save percentage that's... ain't bad, but the goals against is nearing a three. So, yeah, you definitely want to see improvement.
3: Absolutely. With with that analysis of the Winnipeg Jets, we are going to take a short break here to hear from a word from our sponsor on the other half of this break we are going to be going over the seattle kraken how their season has gone so far and expectations compared to the recent success of the vegas golden knights stay tuned to east side hockey where we talk all things east side hockey
1: welcome back ladies and gentlemen how'd you like that 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 commercial it was good right
3: it was
2: really Anchor. good. I really enjoyed listening to it. It was, it was spot on. <laughs> it's what I it's always good
3: to hear from our sponsors Thank you to who Anchor. are proud supporters of what we do on Here and here, 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 here Side of Hockey. Oh, so Thank you, and if
2: anything, you should go back and listen to it again.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Make sure you... <laughs> <beautiful message. laughs>
3: Make the podcast more money. Go back and listen to it a second time. We'll produce Anchor. more content.
2: love Anchor. Mm-hmm. Love go back Anchor. and listen to the whole thing again. The whole podcast, and then the whole podcast. We'll be here Don't waiting for to it. Don't forget
0: to like, subscribe, comment.
2: Oh, yeah, for definitely like and subscribe on Spotify. Yeah, Make sure you subscribe.
1: fall asleep listening to the podcast every night. That so too. Put it on loop. That too. Views, That's yeah. a good one. Put it on loop. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Shameless um, <laughs> plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about something... Something new, something exciting. Well, I mean, not really. It's, it's the Seattle Kraken. Um, this is their their first uh, their first season playing as an actual team in the NHL, and there's a lot of hype behind this team. A lot of people were saying it. This team was going to be incredible. This team. Could possibly pull off what the Vegas Golden Knights, wow, Vegas Golden Knights did, which is get a, a Stanley Cup win in their first year of playing. Well, that's <laughs> not exactly going to plan so far this. I second. don't know who wrote those articles, who spec, who thought that bullshit. <laughs> This team was destined to suck. Okay, destined to, they suck. to suck. They couldn't
2: have two expansions. An
3: expansion team, like they
2: couldn't let yeah. two of them get to the finals. That would look too sus on Bettman. So, <laughs>
1: that yeah. would look really weird.
3: <laughs> they gotta
2: make it. They gotta. They gotta nerf them a little bit to make sure. <laughs> look,
3: boys. Look, boys. Vegas Golden Knights are an anomaly. Okay, no expansion team is supposed to be that good in their first season. No expansion team should even have a chance of making the finals in the first season. Vegas Golden Knights, because of what they've done in their years of existence, have automatically raised the bar unfairly, in my opinion, because like, I don't think any expansion team is ever going to get to that point again. No. In their first couple years of existence. It, it, it's too high of a bar.
2: Imagine if they won. Oh my god! And beat Washington like Ovechkin, who had was going for that cup so badly. Oh my god! Imagine that universe. All the memes against. Oh, that, would have, oh, oh, that, that Ove- would have sparked a lot of debates
3: too. On. You know about the expansion draft system as a whole, player yeah. protections, a whole bunch of things. I feel like. Yeah, Because that would not have sit well with the NHL faithful at all.
2: Yeah, I mean Vegas was no pun intended, but a glamorous team because nah, they're golden. Nah, I don't know. Yeah. But they were yeah. a glamorous team in their first year, especially now. Obviously, we're only in December of 2021 at the moment of recording. So we don't have the full season of the Kraken so far. But what I did do was I took their regular season stats so far, and I've, I used my calculator. I have a college degree now. <laughs> and
0: Congratulations.
2: I, I'm very smart and I use my calculator to do these very difficult calculations to project what their season would look like in terms of their uh regular season record, their goals for, and their goals against, along with the projected difference. So obviously. The Vegas Golden Knights, we know in their first year, they made it to the cup finals, but they didn't just squeeze their way in there. They did it in style with a regular season record of 51, 24 and seven. That is insane for an expansion team. Like Han said, that is absolutely insane. And that sets a huge bar and it's a bar that it doesn't look like Seattle is going to meet because as of right now, if they continue playing as they do, their projected regular season record will look like about 29, 46, and seven. Obviously, it's just a projection. That's not guaranteed. But if we just multiply those wins, losses, and overtime losses to an 82 game scale, that's what it would look like. And their goals for a projected 239.44 while a projected goals against of nine of uh 295.2 that's a negative 55.76 while vegas's difference was a plus 44 in their first season so what do we think boys what do we think about those stats
0: i definitely think you know seattle ain't gonna be what what the uh golden knights were by any means there's no way um and it's surprising because they have like Tanev and like and they have uh Jordan Eberly who you know Jordan Eberly is he's an interesting player because he came from uh the Islanders and he pulled off some crazy things in New York and he's slowly pulled off some crazy things in Seattle but he I I don't think he's really lived up to the hype of really uh, I guess his contract and really him as a player coming to Seattle and like really the weight that came with it. Um, I don't know. I, it, I it was exciting to see a team come in, but I had a, I had a feeling that they were not going to be too hot, especially when you have um, uh Grubauer coming in like at the bottom, if not the bottom of the goalies in the league
2: right now, he ain't looking too good. And poor yeah. Jordan Eberle, man, he's, he's scoring a lot of goals for him. He's trying, but, you know, it's just, it's not going too well. Um, obviously, here's some interesting stats for you boys. Vegas, in their first three months, had three separate winning streaks. In October, there was a point where they won five in a row. And prior to that, they won a few before that, but did lose one. So in total, they won eight of their first nine games in the NHL, which is insane. In November, they put up a five-game winning streak. In December, leading into January, the start of January, they put up eight in a row. And prior to that, they won a couple games and again, lost one in between it. So that streak, they had won 12 of their past 13 games at that point in the season, which is absolutely insane for an expansion team compared to the Kraken, who have not found w- winning streaks. I don't even believe I saw them winning three games in a row at any point so far this season. Um, they're on the flip side. They've, they've had some losing streaks in October they lost four in a row and five of their first six games in the n h l compared to Vegas's eight wins in their first nine games in the n h l We can see the sheer difference. it's like two sides of a coin in november they had they lost six in a row at one point, so clearly we can see that it, there's a huge difference in how these teams have unfolded so far, and if there is ever a time to become an expansion fan. It was in 2017 and not 2021. I mean, what do you guys think of that, man? I mean, that's just crazy to me. Joe, what do you think?
1: Uh, I don't know. Vegas man. meaning
2: 12 of 13 at a certain point between like November, December, and January. 12 of 13. Or, no, I think it was all December to January, but regardless, 12 of 13 at one point, eight of their first nine games. Man, it, it, it those type of stats, that's like a, a fan's dream. That's like a coach's dream. And for Seattle, it's a fan's nightmare.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure. I, I don't know. I, I'm with. Allen I I never understood the uh I I never understood everybody saying anticipating they were going to do anything even come close to a playoff spot this this season um they they just don't have the same pieces that Vegas did number 1 um number 2 their goalie like you guys said their goalie sucks <laughs> No. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, okay. nothing it's more good. that we can really say about it, I feel. It's just, it's... it's, it's it, it is a shame, for sure. I was, like, I knew they were going to be bad, because I was just, like, like, it, it. for me, it felt like they had, like, a bunch of, like, cool-looking puzzle pieces that, like, did not fit together at all. You know? Yeah. Um, so, well, I, I was hoping that, you know, because it would be really cool for them to be really good. But, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh,
2: hey, you never know. They could win nine of their next ten tomorrow, starting tomorrow for all we know. But it's just, it's not looking that way right now. So. No, sir. Well, I think we've aired out that one. I think the fans understand that Seattle is not very good. And now it is unfortunately time to say goodbye from all of us here at Eastside Hockey. Welcome back and welcome to season two. Before we-, we go. Oh, and Malik has a message for you folks as well. Before we go.
0: We have something that we would like to inform the viewers, or the listeners, I should say. Uh We will be trying to film our next episode live in person with each other. And it will be... Whoa!
2: Live? Like, we're all in the same room?
0: Live, like, all in the same room. Who knows? Maybe we find a way to live stream to YouTube.
2: Whoa. Whoa. Does that mean the people at home are going to see our faces and what we look like? Allegedly. Well, I mean, as if they have not already on Instagram, but they are going to see that it's not, like, we're not just figureheads. We actually do these. We actually
0: do these things.
2: Whoa. Just college kids. Whoa! get ready for that, fans. Not anymore.
0: Not anymore. Woo. We got a few post-grads in here.
2: Yep. And like we said, what? fall asleep to our podcast. A loop. Known to make you fall asleep <laughs> in less than 30 seconds. Not out of boredom, though. Better than am- anesthesia. We'll see. Well, not in a boring way, though. That's just when you're tired. But like when it's in midday and you want some hockey, listen to the whole thing. Exactly. Totally like. You like that. All right, good. <laughs> Melik it out baby
0: thank you all so much for listening to this episode of east side hockey welcome back to season two and we will catch y'all in the next one